Welcome to the How to Find Joy podcast. If you are currently feeling unhappy, overwhelmed, stuck in a rut, or simply need a boost of hope, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, June Supunpuk, also known as Joy Guy June, and I'm here to give you honest conversations on how to find joy through this messy thing called life. My intention is to share practical tips on how to get back on the path towards joy, show you examples of what that could look like for you, and help you feel more inspired and connected to your own definition of success, power, and true happiness. If you're ready to learn what's possible, the How to Find Joy podcast is here for you. So let's get this pot started. Woohoo! I had this whole other plan for today's episode, and instead I decided to do a last minute just June because I wanted to talk about something that, in my opinion, can spread some good in the world right now, and I really feel like we need more good in the world right now, and it's called holding space, and it's actually a term I first heard in a self-help book back in 2018. And I honestly can't remember which one, so my apologies, but ever since learning about it and choosing a career that requires me to practice this form of communication almost every single day, I can wholeheartedly say that learning to hold space has been absolutely life-changing. As humans, I think deep down, we all want to be heard, seen, and understood. And with my work as a joy guide, I really even more believe and see that evidence every single day. And I also think that we have this major communication crisis in the world because we are not taught how to safely express our feelings and needs to one another. In fact, it's often and historically been looked down upon to have feelings and needs, let alone share them with others, right? So instead of finding a solution and talking it out together or trying to create a bridge of understanding, A lot of our conversations usually come out with this awful and confusing din where we end up judging each other, maybe even yelling at each other and speaking to one another with this like self-righteousness instead of coming at it from a place of love and compassion. And so this, this conversation that we end up having with each other because we don't have the ability to hold space for one another becomes completely unproductive, one-sided, no one feels heard, and then everyone just leaves freaking pissed. And so an antidote for this, I believe, is this thing called holding space. So what the heck is it? Let's talk about it. Holding space in simple terms is when you're able to create a supportive environment for someone else so they feel safe to express their thoughts and emotions without feeling judged. And, you know, it's not just like you hold space for them and only them. It's like they need to learn to hold space for you, right? It's this very reciprocal, harmonious, equal exchange. So from my personal experience, I will have to say, you'll start to feel so much more joy in your life and in your relationships when you get the hang of holding space. I mean, you start to really build intimacy and you end up sharing love with others in ways you never thought possible because of that depth. 
And although you are technically holding space for others, the act of doing it simultaneously helps you. I mean, I remember when I was holding space for someone, I developed a deeper understanding of myself and my feelings and my needs. So how incredible is that? It's just like a win-win situation for everyone. As you can hear my enthusiasm, you can tell that I know that and believe wholeheartedly that it's worth it. And I'm also not going to lie, it is not the easiest thing in the world to do. So in the beginning, holding space for me felt really awkward, uncomfortable, and at times horribly unnatural because I didn't know what I was doing and if I was even doing it right, you know, quote unquote right. Now that I know better now and I've done a lot of practicing and still practice to this day, it's really not about doing it right That's not the point at all, especially when you're starting out. The point is to practice a couple of key things that I'm going to tell you that I wish someone told me. Also, very important side note, I want to say that you want to practice holding space for the people you want to build relationships with. Do not start with random people you dislike or do not respect because that's like saying, you know what, I'm going to start hiking, but then you sign up to climb Mount freaking Fuji. You know, I I do not want to set you up for failure. I want to set you all up for success. And besides working on it with someone you care about actually motivates you to stay accountable even when it's hard and, and at times the conversations will get hard. Other side note, I also want to remind you that you are quite possibly unlearning and changing an entire lifetime of ineffective communication habits. So please give yourself time and lots of grace while you start learning how to hold space. Okay, so here are three tips out of many that I wanted to start you off with. And I'll probably do a part two next week and kind of wrap this up. But the first thing I wanted you to do is go into the conversation with the intention to understand versus the intention to be right. I mean, I have struggled with this in the past. And honestly, I can sometimes still struggle with this, especially with the people closest to me because I want them of all people to get me. And I want them to feel the way that I feel or to validate my opinion. And that can go really wrong because you want to understand the other person. And then you can even run into the situation where it can be extra challenging for you because you want to be understood. And then the other person just doesn't get you. So then it's like, oh, you don't get me. Why am I doing this? And I don't get you. So why are we doing this? But again, this is why I want you to start holding space and practicing with someone who actually cares about getting getting to know you or with a therapist or again your local friendly neighborhood joy guide who can lead by example because holding space requires you to put down your ego you got to put that shit down put down your defenses and your judgmental nature none of that works here (laughs) and a lot of times most of the conversations that we have with one another all of these things show up right it's like your ego your defenses your critic comes out and then all of a sudden you're just jabbering at each other and one ego is fighting the other ego it's like I'm better than you no I'm better than you and then you just get into a measuring contest of whose ego is bigger and it's it's really terrible right we don't want that. That's not that's not going to work with holding space. And again, it's not about I am right and you are wrong. It's really about giving each other space to share. That's what the space part is about. It's like you give and you try to understand where the other person is genuinely coming from. And so this requires you to, by the way, also respect 
the other person, even if you do not agree with them. That's where the judgmental nature has to exit stage left, you know? Okay, number two, learn to be present and listen. And if you need more tips, by the way, on doing so, you can go back to episode number four, How to Find Joy Through Honest Conversations, because Dr. Amber L. Wright gives great tips on what it means to actively listen to understand versus listening to respond. And yes, there is a difference. So the majority of holding space, so you know, is all about hearing the other person. We all can tell if someone is actually listening to us or just nodding their head, but their mind is somewhere else or they're on their phone. Like how disrespected you feel when someone does that. Or maybe you don't even care and you just don't don't notice because you don't actually care about listening. You just want to talk to hear yourself talk. (laughs) That may be a red flag as well. So I just want you to understand that holding space requires you to be very present. So put down your phone, give the person your full attention, and dare I say it, make eye contact. I know it's super creepy sometimes, especially if you do not have experience with eye contact. It feels like they're staring into your soul. But again, it's really about creating more depth and intimacy between you and the other person, right? And you want the other person to know that there is nothing more important than being here in this conversation with them right now. And if you've ever been on the receiving end of someone who really cares about what you have to say or how you're feeling, I would totally argue there may be no greater high than that feeling of feeling so seen, so heard, and so understood. And suddenly the world feels less horrible and you feel more hopeful because someone took the time to show you that they care. So spread the joy of being present and listening because I feel like this is the one of the fundamentals that the world needs so much more of now. Okay, number three, pause. Pause and learn how to regulate your emotions. This one has to be the hardest of all the steps, at least for me, because if you were raised by emotionally immature caregivers or were never taught how to regulate your nervous system, because who is, um, this part could send you straight to F this noise, I give up town. (laughs) I have been through so many moments before learning about holding space where I would just get triggered in a conversation and I would just walk away. I'd be like, nope, I'm good. This isn't worth it. I got to go. And I, I know, I admit it, that's just not productive. (laughs) That's not a productive conversation. It's actually not even a conversation, right? So I own that. I, I get it. And I know that this also, learning how to regulate your emotions could be its own entirely dedicated podcast episode. And maybe I'll do that one day. But I want you to know, in order to get started, you should imagine this scenario. You're learning to hold space for someone you care about. However, you too do not agree on a topic, like vehemently and angeringly do not agree on something, right? So so you go in, you know, you meet up with this person, you go in with the intention to understand and not be right, even though maybe your brain is still like, Psh, I'm so right, we're so right, right? Right brain, we're so right. <laughs> And then you sit down, you put down your phone and you invite them right into this conversation and you actively listen, like eye contact, trying deeply to understand. And lo and behold, things are going kind of smoothly, right? And suddenly what happens? They say some shit that upsets you. 
So you start to feel it, right? You feel the anger, the frustration or the sadness, or maybe even a pulse that someone you care about could believe what they said when it's clearly so very wrong, right? And so you start to open up your mouth to unleash your fact-based research and knowledge. And what do you do? What do you do? You do nothing. <laughs> Why? Because, because you pause. You pause. You pause to breathe. You pause to ride the wave of your feelings. And in the beginning of holding space, it could be even helpful to actually tell the person, hey, hey person, could we pause for a second? Because I have a lot of feelings that are coming up and it's making it really hard for me to hear you right now. And I want to hear you. I remember I I said that once, um, I think it was to my husband because that was the only place that I felt safe to practice at the time. And um, I said something fumbly. I don't think I said those exact words, but something like that. And I remember feeling so relieved because it was like I validated that I wanted to keep the conversation going, but I couldn't do it in this moment. And his reaction was safe and it was good because he was he agreed, even though we are both very heated and angry. But I remember in the past, I just would like sit there and grin and bird and like, and I thought that was holding space to really just shut down and just hold it all in until the conversation was over. And then I can complain about it and how wrong the other person was to someone else later. (laughs) That's not holding space, folks. That ain't it. So I just want you to know that, yes, asking for that need is very important. And also take some deep breaths until your body feels more neutral, like more regulated. Because all of this is about not abandoning your feelings for the other person. It's really about being able to respect both your feelings and their feelings at the same time, which again is the lesson that I had to learn and think, wow, that's possible. Not only am I allowed to have feelings when they have feelings, but I'm also allowed to express my needs during that time. <laughs> and I got to say, it's it's not easy to do that, but the awareness that that is even an option is life-changing. So I know all this is not easy, and I also wholeheartedly feel like it can happen. And if the person, of course, respects you, they will understand that you need to hit pause, right? We don't realize how often our nervous system gets dysregulated, and it may not even actually be about the other person that we're talking to, right? What they said or did could be hitting on your childhood wound or a situation that you're in could be replaying a trauma you never tended to or something else entirely different from the topic of conversation. So again, actively listening to the other person and simultaneously practice listening to your body and learning how to regulate your feelings and emotions is one of the biggest steps in holding space. So yeah, those are the three. Go into the conversation with the intention to understand versus the intention to be right. Learn to be present and really, 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 really listen. And then as you're listening, if something trips you up, pause and learn how to regulate your emotions. And really all that means is just to breathe. Breathe it out. Remind yourself, this is all about understanding the other person and I have to be present and I have to listen. So do all those things. And then maybe later on, after they're done expressing their feelings, you can finally be like, okay, are you complete? Do you feel complete? Because what came up for me was dot, 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 dot. But these are the three things I want you to test drive first. 
There are more steps, but take this week to really try to understand this part of the holding space process. And maybe let the person you're talking to know what you're up to. Like send them this episode and do it together. Just see how it all feels. And obviously, if you want more one-on-one support, you can always talk to a therapist or professional, or of course there's me, and I can help you learn how to hold space for yourself and others. And I think by using this technique of holding space, we can actually build a bridge of understanding with each other and hopefully come up with better and faster solutions for the world. As always, if you found the How to Find Joy podcast helpful, please be sure to share with your loved ones or leave a review. And if you're looking for more information about each episode, our guests or any resources we mentioned, you can easily find them all below in the show notes. If you'd like more content, you can follow me at JoyGuyJune on Instagram, TikTok, and in the near future, YouTube. And if you're ready to tap into your magical gifts and start living your highest potential, you can also do one-on-one private coaching with me. Learn more about my Joy Guidance program on my website at www.joyguidejune.com. See you next Monday.